Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening and welcome to Bring It On, a multiple award-winning radio broadcast in our 18th year as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community. Good evening, I'm Leela Randall. We close out Women's History Month with a success story about a local Black businesswoman, Solange Markham. Solange has established herself as a prominent figure in the beauty industry thanks to her exceptional skills and unparalleled dedication to her work. Her journey began with a passion for eyelash extensions and she quickly honed her craft to become one of the most sought after lash technicians in Bloomington. Building on her success and driven by a desire to offer a comprehensive range of services for her clients, Solange eventually expanded her business into a full service spa, catering to all their beauty needs. Today, her business is thriving, and Solange continues to set the standards for excellence in the beauty industry. Her success story serves as an inspiration to many, and her commitment to excellence has won her a legion of loyal clients who trust her with their beauty needs. Her company name is Lay Aesthetics, and it's located at 619 North Morton Street here in Bloomington, Indiana. And Solange has created a very impressive list of cosmetic services while operating under a unique business model as also an instructor and owner of Lash Envy Academy. She joins us this evening to share her remarkable story, a journey to being a successful Black businesswoman. And with that, Solange, welcome to Bring It On. Thank you. Uh, We are excited to have you on uh, today and you know, I I have to admit, I did not know that your business was operating in Bloomington until the lady who is co-anchoring with me tonight said, Clarence, we need to talk to her. I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, she's running a successful business. She's doing X, Y, Z. And my jaw dropped because I went to your website and I saw this beautiful frontage on your on your on your uh, business. And I said, wow, I didn't know this was in Bloomington. And it's right down the street from where I work during Monday through Friday. So this is excellent. Um, Okay, now to our listeners, who is Solange Markham? So I am local to Bloomington. I graduated from uh, Bloomington High School South in uh, year 2000. Um, I'm also IU alumni. Um, I was actually a little bit older when I went back to IU, finished my degree after I had two beautiful children. Um, Of course, they take up a lot of my time, uh, which I love. I have a 14-year-old son who's a freshman, and I have a daughter who is, she'll be 18 in a few months. Um, She's a junior in high school. And other than that, The rest of my life right now is my beauty business. I'm very, very passionate about it. And one follow-up question to that, so so that I understand, you are a Bloomingtonian or are you a transplant? I am from Bloomington. Born and raised. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Leela? 
So um, you have a successful business, but um, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you are today? Everyone has a story. What's your story? Yeah. So I always feel like I get long winded when I tell this, my journey um, that's still continuing, obviously. But uh, several years ago, uh, when my kids were still small, I was trying to figure out what Solange uh, should do with the rest of her life. I felt like everyone knew uh, what direction they were going. Um, when I was younger, right out of high school, I went to Ivy Tech for a year and then I did go to IU for a couple years, but I never, I didn't know my passion. So I was never comfortable uh, jumping into a major like some of the other kids did. Um, I ended up dropping out. Um, I didn't fail out. I dropped out because I didn't feel passionate about going to school or any of the things that I was learning. Um, I ended up getting married and having two children. Um, and I just didn't feel fulfilled um, work-wise. I wanted a career, but I, I just was, I felt confused. Like a lot of, like I was in my 20s. A lot of people in their 20s feel this way, I know. Um, but I've always had a thing for beauty. Um, I did a little bit of modeling um, in my teen years for Helen Wells up in Indianapolis. So I had learned how to apply my makeup for those modeling gigs. That was, you know, the first time I had any experience with figuring these things out because being a black woman, even 15 years ago, trying to find a good color match, <laughs> a foundation was hard. Um, so I was playing and dabbling in makeup because I wanted it to look good on camera um, for my modeling when I was a teenager. So that was uh, my first experience. Um, from there, for a very, very short time, I worked for, I don't know if I'm supposed to say the, the name of the um, business, but it was Mary Kay. And I was, I loved the makeup and I loved the aspect of putting it on people. But that was it. Like, I was so afraid of every other aspect of trying to sell the product. So that didn't last long. Um, a few years later, I joined a company called Unique. Um, and Unique actually had very quality makeup. I really loved it. And I felt really passionate about the women that I was working with. And I started to create a little team under me. Um, eh, but I didn't love everything about it. I went back to liking to have the parties and putting makeup on people. So I'm, I figured out that I was creative and I was hands-on. So I was like, Hey, at least I know that about myself now. <laughs> that took a long time. Um, from there I went and worked an office job part-time. Um, and I was still, you know, selling makeup on the side. And I had a friend, uh, who I had met through unique. She was my upper, um, I don't remember the exact term you call, but she was like above me and I was on her team and she was an ex-cults cheerleader. She was a mother of four and she always, she was the first woman who ever um, complimented me and said, you know, you're good at this. You're good at um, putting, applying makeup. Do you want to, and she would ask me, do you want to go do you know, prom makeup with me in my hometown. So she started getting me these makeup jobs and I became a freelance makeup artist. And I started doing weddings on my own on weekends. Um, 
I did that for, I don't know, maybe a year. And I was still working part-time as kind of a secretary at the time. Um, I was phasing out of selling makeup for Unique, which is a direct sales company. Just wasn't that passionate about it. And uh, my friend, Jamie is her name, called me and said, hey, my older sister went to Indianapolis and she got lash extensions and they are awesome. Let's go train and learn how to do it. And I was like, uh, no, I don't even know anything about lash extensions. <laughs> and, um, she talked me in, she said, no, let's go do it. Come on. Let's, we can go up to Indy. I know where we can do the training. Um, let's go in two weeks. And I was like, no, let's wait. This was in, I think it was like the end of October when we were having this conversation. I said, let's wait till the new year, you know, Christmas is coming. And, and this friend of mine, um, who was a godsend, she always pushed me farther than I knew I could go. And, and I looked up to her because she had four small children. And, um, so I trusted her and she said, Solange, you go get lash extensions next week. I'll come with you, see if you love it. And so she kind of talked me in to this process. <laughs> so I went and got lash extensions. I did love them. I felt beautiful. I could wake up and my lashes were done. Um, and she said, come on, let's do it. It's only, I think it was like $1,100, something like that. Um, which was a lot of money to me. And so I said, okay, I'm doing it. But I felt really hard-headed about it. I was like, I'm going to make my money back. (laughs) So we went up to Indianapolis. Um, We ended up having to drive up there a few times. And um, it was actually, even though they had Lash Studios, it was in their home. And I can't remember why they were training out of their house, but it was this great big house. It was freezing cold. It felt like there was no heat. And immediately we got sat down and and we had models and I froze and I'm like, how are these people doing this? So I did not believe in myself at all is what I realized in that moment. And, um, I didn't know where, but I thought, okay, I'm, I see my friends doing it. I'm just going to kind of follow her. I was just kind of, even though I'm more of a leader, I was just kind of following what she did because I, I've always had that underlying voice from God that that's, you know, if it feels right and, and I'm hearing from God in my heart, just do it anyways. So I did it. I was there for four and a half hours <laughs> to get this model's lash extensions on. They were not great, but they were okay. I left, I was exhausted. My back hurt. We had to go back the next day and do it again. Um, and I kind of thought I'm going to hate this. So anyways, I went back the next day, did it again, made it through the training, got my certification. And I thought, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm not an esthetician. I'm not a hairstylist. Like, okay, what, what are you going to do? Solange? Okay. Well, let's just, what are our resources here? So I just sat down and I made a list of what all I still needed because you got a little kit, but you still need a lash bed, which is like a massage table. Uh, You need a light. I didn't have any of that stuff. Um, And I didn't have the money for it. As a matter of fact, I think I like borrowed part of the money for my lash training because I was just did not have a lot of money at the time. So um, I ended up using my skills 
that I had learned from Unique and creating before and after pictures. I took pictures of every single client and they were not perfect. They were like, now that I think back on it, phones weren't as good then. And the lighting was like never great, especially when I didn't even have a real lash light. Um, But I started advertising myself on Facebook because I had learned very well how to do that um, when I was selling Unique. I also had a friends list on Facebook, like the maximum from selling Unique. And I wasn't one of those people that just like drove people crazy. And I was in their inbox on Facebook selling them makeup. But I had learned to show my life on Facebook and that that would draw people in. Um. So I just took all those little things. And by the way, a lot of people gave me, I don't want to say a hard time about selling indirect sales, um, but people think it's automatically, they're all a pyramid scheme. Um, So for me to even do that as long as I did and to learn what I I did, um, you know, that was hard in itself for me because I felt like I was always putting myself out there. I was trying to make videos. I wasn't comfortable with myself. I wasn't comfortable with my looks. I wasn't comfortable with my weight. You know how women are. I was insecure, but I just kept putting myself out there anyways. And that's exactly what I did with my lash business. I put myself out there on Facebook. I created sponsored ads. And before I knew it, I had um, sorority girls Ubering down south of town, not even in the city limits of Bloomington. And they were coming down to my unfinished basement and they were laying on the edge of a king size bed I had in my basement. They were on the corner. I did have like a real little lash stool thing and they were getting their lashes done. And I started out, my prices have, I've raised my prices, I think once ever for lashes. And that was like a couple years ago. So my prices started out what they are now, but I would just have sales. So when I first started out, even though I was super slow, (laughs) like literally it would take me like three and a half hours to do one full classic set of lashes. I would be having a sale for $125 for those lash sets. It wasn't really a sale. It was just things that I had learned along the way. Um, of how to make money. So anyways, I did that for two months and I started having salons um, contact me and ask me, hey, do you want to come to my salon and be a booth runner? I was like a booth runner. I literally had to go Google booth runner. <laughs> no idea what that was. Um, I was nervous because I wasn't an esthetician. I wasn't, I had never been in a hair salon. I didn't know what that environment was like. Um, but I did, I ended up going and working in a blowout bar. It was brand new. It was in the college mall. She had my nice white aesthetics bed. She had my little medical tray and a a light and it was $125 a week. And I had no idea how I was going to pay that. (laughs) I was so scared. Um, but it was in the mall. So I thought, Hey, People are walking by. This is the best I could do. So I did that for a year. And over that year, I had built my clientele up. I was working, I think, six days a week. And then uh, long story short, she had a high-end salon downtown. She didn't really have room for me. I was going to go somewhere else. Um, And at the last minute, she called me. And and the other place that I was going to go, by the way, we took my bed there and it barely fit. Like it was this little tiny space. It was not 
a great environment to do lashes. And at the last minute, um, she called me and said, Hey, I'm making space for you. You're just going to be right out there. I'm going to put you in the corner and you're going to be right out there on the lower level with us hairstylists that are down there. And so I went and worked in this high-end salon, um, around these women who did hair every day. Um, and listening to these women, um, the owner, she has Cuban background. She had worked in Miami. She was spicy and they were go-getters. These women were go-getters. So I was just always listening and absorbing and taking in. And I know some people say fake it till you make it. And some people don't agree with that, but that's kind of what I did. I kind of, I knew who, where I wanted to go. I always have had a plan. It's always super important to have a plan three to three to five years ahead. It doesn't have to be detailed, but in my mind, I've always had a plan. So I would just kind of fake it till I made it. And I always just make sure I was working really hard. And I did build a name for myself that way. Um, I loved my clients. I loved talking to my clients. And um, that was super important to me. And a lot of my clients just would stay with me forever. I have clients that I think have been with me from the very beginning still. So um, I was in there a couple years and I got worried because there were no actual guidelines for who could do lash extensions in Indiana and who couldn't. So I thought, what? I built this business. It's going really well. What if this all gets taken away from me because I'm not a licensed esthetician or I'm not a cosmetologist? So I ended up calling around. I found out there was an aesthetic school in town. And unfortunately, it was only full time. And there was no way I could go either Monday through Friday or Tuesday through Saturday full time um, to aesthetics and work full time. I had also gotten a divorce and had two little kids and was, you know, responsible for these children and taking them to daycare and back and forth. Um, so I actually just like called like once a month and said, Hey, you guys, you know, I just said, you guys should do a part-time program. There's a lot of people that would love to do this. You know, I didn't even know what aesthetics was until then. And I was like, my late twenties or early thirties. I think I was in my early thirties at this point. Um, I didn't exactly know what it entailed. I just knew I needed it because I knew that then you could do lash extensions. <laughs> and, um, also I was starting to think already, I don't know that I only want to sit here and do lash extensions because I'm going to eventually turn 40 and 50 and 60 years old. And this is hard on my body. It really is hard to stay in one place and to hold tweezers and it's not easy. So um, I called a few months in a row and one of the times I called and they said, we are actually going to do a part-time class. Um, so I think it was like 8 or 8.30 to 1.30 p.m. every day. And so I jumped on it and did it. And I, I went to class from in the morning till 1.30 and then I drove over to downtown to this high-end studio and I worked from like 2 p.m. till nighttime, like till however late I had to. I worked on the weekends a lot then too, just trying to get my hours in. Um, going back, going to aesthetic school at my age, because I was in my 30s then and with kids was really hard because it was a lot of young people. Um, so I, I, I did not feel like I could relate to anyone. Um, you know, it was basically like going, there was a hair training school below and then we were aesthetics upstairs and, um, 
yeah, it was not the funnest, but I did it. I pushed through it and I literally cried (laughs) a lot (laughs) through that time. Um, I let my health go through that time because I was just working and going to school and taking care of the kids. Um, there was a lot of, um, sacrificing going on and a lot of praying. (laughs) And that made me, now that I look back on it, that time and getting through that and not quitting that, that made me really, really tough. It made me strong. And I just thought, man, that was harder than going to IU. So anyways, got through aesthetic school and the month that I finished aesthetic school, that was four years ago, this last January, I had already planned out everything that I needed to do next. So that same month I started leasing a new, in a new place, which is where I'm at now, but I only leased a couple rooms in that building. I also hired my first employee who was in my aesthetics class. So that January, I got my first employee. I got like a space uh, kind of of my own. I leased these rooms and this well-being studio. Um, It was a lot and, and I'm so glad I did it. And that's how I got to where I am now. It's just been a slow process. This last four years, I kept adding rooms and now I lease almost the whole building currently. And I have four employees and I'm getting ready to hire a nurse, which I've been wanting to do for a long time. So sorry, it's my vacuum. Um, yeah, that's kind of my story there. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, one thing if for our listeners, if you just tuned in, we're having a, a delightful conversation with Solange Markham, who is owner operator of Aesthetics Day Spa. And also an instructor and owner of Lash Envy Academy. Um, and Solange, if you could share with us the background on Lash Envy Academy. And then also, you, you said something very interesting. You said, uh, women, you know how hard it is to find those items uh, that we incorporate, in, that, which goes into beauty and to cosmetology and all. And and you have to go and find it. You have to go on this search. And every just like finding someone to do your hair, you likewise need to find someone that could do your lashes, that can, you know, uh, pair you up with the right beauty uh, elements. Can you speak about that challenge that Black women face, especially here in Bloomington, which here we are in southern Southern Indiana, and Indianapolis seems to be the mecca place to go. To get these things. So if you can talk about that and then also talk about Lash Envy Academy. Yeah. So um, it was something I hadn't thought a lot, a whole, whole lot about until I, I started doing lash extensions other than when I was talking about when I was a teenager and I was trying to match foundations and how hard sometimes it was to like not look gray or like <laughs> try to mix the colors together. Right. Um and same with lash extensions. I feel like in Bloomington, there are definitely not, I think it's getting better, but I, I even can say that with my hair, I used to have a really hard time finding people who I felt I could trust to um, do my hair. Um, it is 
so important um, that Black women know in Bloomington that they are welcome at Lay Aesthetics. Because um, sometimes you just feel like if you go to a hair salon or you go to a spa, you wonder, do they know how to deal with hyperpigmentation? Do they know, um, you know, some of the things when you have, not if just if you're African-American, but Hispanic or any culture where you have uh, darker skin, you have to be careful uh, who you go to to do those kinds of services. So um, at Lay Aesthetics, all of our skincare is safe for dark melanin. Um, all of our staff is loving and, and loves everyone. And um, we look for a challenge. So if you think you have something challenging going on, um, if we don't know how to address it, we will do the research and we will learn how to address it. Um, but yeah, it's super important for me to, for myself, um, and for the rest of my staff for Bloomington to know that if you are of a darker skin color, that you are welcome at Lay Aesthetics and that we take special care, uh, with darker skin tones. And men as well. Um, and I men, yes. Before we started our conversation today, uh, both Leela and you were, uh, informing me and educating me that yes, men can go to these places. So there's hope for us, right? Men should, men should go. It's important to get, um, your, your skin is just as important as getting your hair cut, uh, getting your pedicures, um, coming in for a facial and take, and also learning home care is soup mm -hmm. is very important. Men tend to really begin to show signs of aging in their mid thirties to early forties, sometimes you'll see them. I know like I've seen someone from high school in their early thirties, and then I've seen them 10 years later. And it looks like, you know, they've really aged a lot. So men tend to get really dehydrated, uh, losing moisture in their skin as they begin to age. And it's very important. And we do offer, uh, services for men. So we have facials, um, I think we were talking earlier about the hydrafacial, um, which is a treatment that only takes 30 minutes. It's um, a machine. It uses Vortex technology. And I use just a little wand. It's pain-free, um, but I cleanse the skin, extract the um, pores and the dirt that gets in the skin. Um, and then I actually put antioxidants back into the skin and that, that's a very short treatment. And I do have some men who come in for that every four to six weeks and you leave with your skin glowing. Mm. Um, and then we do the express facials as well, which is just a facial, but it's in a shorter period of time. So, yeah. Layla? Okay. So you've been talking about the men and I'm sure that the women are very interested in some of the services that you provide. So you want to explain, this is a full service salon. Um, so you want to explain some of the things that you do for women. Yeah, I'll just kind of go down my list. Uh, we do customizable eyelash extensions. That means we offer classic. We offer volume, which is a fuller, thicker looking lash. And we offer a hybrid of both if you want something in between. Uh, we offer lash lifts, um, and then we are innovative. So we also offer something called a keratin lash infusion, which also curls the lashes, but it's a little safer for the lashes. It uh, helps the lashes grow, makes them stronger. I really like that treatment. 
Um, we have the hydrafacial, we have cosmetic tattooing, also known as permanent makeup. Um, this is the microblading. A lot of people know that term um, for permanent makeup, um, powder brow, lip blushing. We have a very natural eyeliner that goes inside of the lash line that is great for everyone. Um, and then we do airbrush makeup. We do, um, so if you have events, um, we get a lot of women that come in and um, have their makeup done for photographs or if they're going to be filmed, um, brides, uh, grooms can come in as well. Um, we also have spray tanning. Uh, that's another thing I would love to bring up. I am uh, brown skin and a lot of black women do not realize that you can get a spray tan. And I actually, carry some red undertoned spray tans and they are beautiful so if you have a special occasion um, it just really evens out your skin tone gives you a little sun-kissed glow um, or you could only do your legs you could only do one part of your body but I've done a few spray tans myself and I really feel beautiful when I do that so I want to bring that up and uh, men can get the spray tans as well um, we also have brow lamination um, which is kind of similar to a lash lift, except it's for your eyebrows. It relaxes them. So if your eyebrows grow in a certain funky way, or you just don't like the direction they grow, it relaxes them and allows you to brush them whatever way you want, makes them look fuller. And of course we have brow tint. We have a um, hybrid. It's a brow tint and henna, and that lasts a little longer and it stains the skin for up to 10 days. We have waxing. We have, offer all kinds of waxing. Um, let's see. We have dermaplaning, which is the little kind of dull razor blade that gets the top layer of skin and the hair off. It's a little deeper exfoliation than the ones that you can do at home. Um, great before a facial, a hydrofacial appeal because then the product absorbs into the skin better. Uh, we have teeth whitening. Um, our teeth whitening specifically is great if you have sensitive teeth, and we recommend that you do that soon after you've had your teeth cleaned. That's a very popular service. We even have teeth jewels. <laughs> so that's uh, the little crystal-looking jewels or little diamonds that you can get put on your teeth. Um, and we now have microneedling. Trying to think if I missed anything. I think that that's everything that we have right now. We also will be adding body treatments soon. Um, right now, what I would consider the body treatment that we do have is the back facial. And we also have lymphatic drainage, uh, which is amazing for so many different uh, things. So, yeah, that's what we provide at Lay Aesthetics. Well, um let me let me follow up the beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry hands down and i see that you are positioning aesthetics to find that niche in this whole industry and what's your vision five ten years down the line um so i want to stay innovative um but i the part I haven't really talked a lot about Lash Envy Academy, and that's um, my last training academy. 
I've actually trained cosmetologists and estheticians for probably about six years. I, I do like this two day intensive lash extension training course and you get a certification. Um, but that leaves you with having to work on your own after those two days or else, you know, you're not going to pick it up. Um, you do have, have models in that class, but now I have, um, the training for the public. Um, so one of my visions is to offer more training than only lash extensions in the future. Um, but for now, I really like to get the word out that the public can now legally do lash extensions. And this is a career. You can make a lot of money. <laughs> um, is it for everyone? No, absolutely not. But can anyone do it if, if they want to do it? Yes, they can. Anyone. And that includes men, too. Anyone can do lash extension applications. Um, but I would like to take the lash extension part of my business and franchise it. If you want to go, like, down the road a couple of years, that's what I'll be working towards. And I'm already getting ready to lay out like a timeline for that and start to really um, dig deeper and figure out exactly what needs to happen for me to do that. Do your children, do you, do you envision them um, joining the enterprise and, and taking off and in these different areas with you? Well, my son's a baseball player, so <laughs> Uh, I don't think he probably will. Um, he's more, he, even though he doesn't love school, he's very book smart and more mathematical. So I don't know how creative he is. Um, but my daughter is a junior and she is part of the Hoosier Hills program. She is learning to be a cosmetologist. And last week or no, two weeks ago for spring break, Kaylin had her first lash extension training day with me. She came to me and said, I think I want to learn how to do lash extensions um, while I'm still in school, which is perfectly legal and fine. And I was like, okay, are you sure <laughs> you want your mom to teach you? <laughs> and of course she is way more of a natural than me. And um, she also loves doing nails so far in cosmetology, but the most important part, like my son probably won't literally work at my business. Um, but my, that's been my why is, and that's why I went back to IU several years ago, which by the way, I don't use my degree with what I'm doing, but the experiences I had at IU and, um, the culture that I saw at IU, um, the professors, all of those things, are like what primed me and have gotten me have allowed me to grow um, the way that I have. So, you know, I just always wanted to show the kids. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you think you're, or if anyone else thinks you're smart or dumb, or you don't have, you know, maybe a lot of self-love for yourself. I know I've struggled with identity. I've struggled with, um, trying to find what I was passionate about, like any struggle you could think of, I've had it. <laughs> and um, I just wanted my kids to know that's life. We all have those struggles, but you can still do whatever you want. Like you can still go to IU 
not like being a student, not being the best student, but you can give it your all and you can finish whatever you start. And I think that both of my kids are really like, I'm really proud of them. They're in high school and I'm seeing that I, they have watched me and they've watched me grow my business and get up every day and they've watched me face my battles. And I think that, um, they're going to be awesome adults because of that. I think that they're going to be really well-rounded. So I'm excited. And my daughter, man, she's tough. She's cool. And she's almost 18. So I'm really proud to say that. Um, she's always been kind of like a little adult, but wow, she's amazing. Well, Falange, there are a lot of eyelash extension places and a lot of places to go for spa services in Bloomington. You want to tell our viewers, I know why I actually come to Solange. Okay, so I, I want you to share with people why they should actually come to Left Aesthetics. Yeah, there are a lot of wonderful places in Bloomington. Um, first of all, if you want to come to a place where you're going to be very comfortable while you're getting your services, I do all of the little extra things. So even the bed that you lay on, <laughs> usually people lay down and they're like, wow, this is really comfortable. So if you want to come and have a little rest, a little nap while you're getting beautified. Um, we are the perfect place to go. Um, if you, you know, we are passionate about what we do. So uh, we will explain services to you. And, you know, if we don't know something, then, or especially me, if I don't know something, then I'm going to find out for you. I'm going to try to, I'm going to dig. Um, so we really take the time. We care about what we're doing at Lay Aesthetics. You're not just a number. We're not just throwing services out. We want to customize each service for what the individual client's need is. And everyone is different. And I think that's what sets me apart. I don't ever want to just be seen as just another place. I want it to be, oh, that's lay aesthetics. If, if, if I go there, I'm going to get my money's worth and I'm going to get like the care and the beauty that I'm looking for. Do you care to share some of the high profile people that you have uh, worked with uh, and beautifying? I, I think you said earlier, other there than was me, a oh, oh, how 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 could I have made that that error aside from okay I'm at the top of the list everybody you mean everybody else she's working aside from <laughs> aside from uh the the Leela Randalls of the world um you did mention that there was a lady who was a former Colts cheerleader now have you uh cater to individuals at that level or higher or, or yeah so actually I like to put myself out there also like if IU is doing Miss IU I'll usually donate um services um so I like to deal with um uh, people who are in pageants I just I always thought that would be so cool to be in pageants <laughs> Um, and, and my friend, Jamie, who was a former Colts cheerleader, she does Mrs. Indiana. This was her third year of doing it. Um, and yeah, so I'll do her spray tans. I've done her lash extensions. Um, I have had multiple, you know, social media stars, <laughs> um, 
but honestly, my favorite people are people like Leela, um, cause she's super inspiring and like, it's kind of selfish for me to say, but it, like whenever I come across people like Leela, it, it helps me grow. So, um, yeah, I've dealt with a lot of people in Bloomington, um, people who work for the mayor, you know, this, that, and the other, but, um, man, I don't know. I love finding connections with people, Mm -hmm. particularly women. I just Mm -hmm. feel like we need each other. So, you know, this has been the perfect interview to sort of uh, wrap up uh, Women's uh, National History Month, uh, National Women's History Month, rather. Um, As we sort of come to an end, I want to give you ample time to talk now to that woman entrepreneur who is probably frightened to death probably has this this gnawing dream this this urge to do something that she's been thinking about since she was a little girl perhaps doesn't maybe know how to start uh what type of self-talk should she be saying to herself and then where would you point her to get help and assistance and on and on and on so i'll just give you ample time to, to answer that question yeah um as far as self-talk goes, I've struggled. This is something that I struggled with also. <laughs> Lots of struggles. <laughs> um, but hey, that's how we grow. Um, I think that you, sometimes that negative self-talk and that I think it's fear is so, so deep-seated that it's literally hard to break that. So you really have to choose to um, wake up every day and create a new pattern. And that's really hard for me because I'm a little hard-headed and I don't like change. So I have an extra hard time changing these kinds of things. So I just tell myself, okay, it's like an assignment. Um, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to create a new habit every morning that works towards that something that scares me or that I fear. And you have to be persistent and, and not give up and take one day at a time. And that's, that's not been easy for me. And I still have to coach myself on that. And I am not done growing and, um, you know, and you have to try not to be too hard on yourself. And um, I think that that would be my my biggest advice is to try to love yourself, make sure you're taking care of yourself, your health. Um, and yeah, create a pattern of, of hope and uh, telling the fear where to go, Tell, kick it in the butt and and keep doing little tiny things every day because they do add up so yeah for the uh advice on say getting financial support to launch your business because it does take some capital to get going uh what advice would you have to some for someone who all right i have a plan i meaning i know where i want to be in three to five years i I know what I want to create, but in order to start, I need the financing. What type of suggestions could you offer someone? 
Um, I know for me, even right now, as my business grows, I like the um, Small Business Bureau. They're over there by, I, or they're like in the Ivy Tech buildings. Um, gr- they are such a great resource. I'm telling you, they will help you with everything. And I think it's all free, actually. I was going to say a lot of it. I mean, there's a class coming up in May there. It's a two-day, it's a beginner day and an advanced day of QuickBooks. And the lady that teaches it is an accountant and she will literally help you also. Like, So I'm going to look into that. Um, And so I would definitely, there are resources here in Bloomington. And there are also a lot of women um, who know more about the resources than me that I've connected through uh, the Bloomington Chamber. Um, if you have the mo- I didn't have the money to, to join the Bloomington Chamber right away, but I found, I wish that I would have joined it earlier because there's so many resources there as well. And also do your homework, whatever um, business it is that you're wanting to get into. Are there other businesses um, that are similar in your area or in Bloomington? Get on those websites. Um, see what they're charging, what brand of products they're using, um, research, research, research. That's, I mean, you have to take the time. Things are not just going to happen. Um, and you really can't be afraid to ask questions. Um, that's something, you know, that I've found to be really, really important is, I mean, what's the worst that can happen just asking questions. If you, if you know someone or, you know, women already doing it, I just had someone email me and they go to IU and they're thinking about becoming an esthetician. And they say, can I ask you questions? Can I come shadow you? Yes, of course. So shadow someone even. Yeah. Well, Leela, I I will turn this over to you to sort of help us land this plane. And uh, Solange, I have greatly enjoyed this conversation. It's inspiring. And of course, we want to have you back uh, once you uh, launch Lay Aesthetics 2, Lay Aesthetics 3, and (laughs) and we want to hear about all that. So Layla, if you have any parting questions, I'll I'll defer to you. Um, Just to our listeners, when Solange says she makes it an experience uniquely for yourself, um, this is true. I can attest to this. Um, one of the services I asked for was, you know, lips, you know, could she, you know, add the pigmentation to my lips so that they, um, I wouldn't have to put lipstick on. I'm just kind of lazy. Okay. She said, you know what, I'm just learning how to do that. And, um, brown people's lips are a little bit darker. And so I'm going to need a little bit more practice with that. And so she, she didn't try to just like forcefully, yeah, this is a service. And Yes, I'll do that too for your lips. She, she was just like, well, no, no, maybe not yet. But you know what? Maybe in the future, you know, that might be something that I'll be willing to do because, you know, darker lips are a little bit more complicated. Um, I'm loving my keratin and I get my eyelashes and I can't, and I had a facial and I can't wait to try that hydrofacial. And listening to you talk about, you know, the men, I think I'm going to bring my husband over there to have a facial too. So um you know, um, but I love our services and um, I just want people to know that when you get there, you'll get the white glove treatment and she will be looking at you and trying to help you to attain whatever beauty that you're trying to attain. All right. Well, on that note, uh, knowing that uh, it can be a husband wife affair at uh, Lee Aesthetics, uh, I may just have to uh, surprise my wife and uh, uh, schedule us both uh, yes. to get in there. 
Well, we just want to say our thanks to Solange Markham, owner, operator of Laesthetics Day Spa and instructor and owner of Lash Envy Academy, for joining us to share her remarkable story, a journey to being a successful Black businesswoman. And she is located at 619 North Morton Street. Again, 619 North Morton Street. Or reach out to them online at lashenvyacademy.com. Again, Lash Envy Indiana. I'm sorry. I slaughtered that. I'm going to try again. LashEnvyIndiana.com. LashEnvyIndiana.com. And Solange, uh, phone number for people to call. 812-360-0714. Okay. One more time. That's 812-360-0714. All right. Well, Bring It On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is bringingon at wfhb.org. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address, once again, is bringingon at wfhb.org. Bringing On's executive producer is Clarence Boone. Assistant producer is Liz Mitchell. Show consultant and WFHB News Department director is Katie Young. Program engineer is Chantel Lafonte. Original music was created by Jamil Effiam with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I am Lila Randall. And I'm Clarence Boone. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of Bring It On right here on your community radio station, WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On, a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. That's bringit at wfhb.org.